love has done its part And let him reign in my life and my heart If love has done its part Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are glad you are listening today and hope you find words of healing, insight, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings Ministry was founded by Lee and Shay Preston and born out of God's vision for setting captives free. If you would like to support us in the work we do, please visit www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate. Today on Healing Hidden Wounds, Lee is talking with Jonathan Darty, director of Be Broken Ministries. Let's listen in as Lee and Jonathan discuss the ins and outs of recovery from sexual brokenness. For those of you who are new to the broadcast, this segment that we do called Healing Hidden Wounds is to speak words of hope and healing to those who are struggling with unwanted same-sex attraction. So this is probably something you're not going to be hearing elsewhere on the radio, at least not in the way that we're going to talk about it, because we're not here to uh, beat up those who have homosexual feelings. We're not here to shame them. We're not here to get angry at them. Uh, We're not here to pick any fights with anybody that might uh, that might have homosexual feelings, we are here to provide a different voice, a different uh, perspective. And so uh, this is kind of Lee's area of expertise, and so we invite him to come on every uh, four or five weeks to help us with this uh, issue. And Lee, this week uh, looks like you want to talk about some uh, roots or some origins in terms of where those homosexual feelings come from. You want to give us a little background on... Uh, on how you came up with these roots? I mean, is this basically from your personal experience, or is there some, uh, you know, educational backing to some of this, or what's the what's the scoop here? Well, yes, Jonathan. I mean, uh, some of it is definitely come from my own personal experiences, uh, kind of trying to figure out my own struggles, uh, but also trying to, as I work with other folks, work with other men who have same-sex attraction struggles, uh, seeing that these roots tend to be a common thing. Now, just so that our listeners will know, we're actually going to break this uh, broadcast into two segments uh, because there are there are really four primary things here that, that at least Lee that you brought here that are kind of part of the roots of homosexuality, and uh, we're going to talk about two of them today, both the uh, f- what we're calling the father wound and the mother wound. And uh, we'll spend the first half of our time uh, addressing this father wound, and then we'll get to the mother wound. But first, uh, how would you, what does that even mean, father wound? How would you define that? Well, I think it's kind of an ominous term. I mean, it's like, how do you put a definition on a father wound? But I think the uh, the wording is is probably simple enough to look at. It's going back and looking at times when our fathers uh, hurt us, either intentionally or unintentionally. Uh, whether they knew what they were doing or they just weren't sure how to handle their son, uh, then they ended up having some wounding at some point. And that wounding may have gotten covered over by anger or just an inability to re- relate to their father. Uh, but at some point, it's it's, a in, it's interesting to actually see where the wounds start to surface. Well, and you mentioned here on some of your notes that um, absence 
could be part of that. How does how does um, a father being absent uh, ultimately wound a child, and why would why would that necessarily have some sort of uh, effect on causing a child to begin having homosexual feelings? Well, I think what happens, Jonathan, is, you know, and, and fathers who tend to be the ones who are outside the home, they tend to be the ones working, and we don't fault fathers uh, for that. We want to make sure we say that ahead of time, that it's not at all about blaming and trying to figure out, say that, or point fingers, that it's the father's the primary problem or the primary cause. But like absence uh, from a, a boy's life, I mean, a father, you know, needs to be there for his son. He needs to be available now, he may work full-time and only be available in the evenings and, and occasionally on weekends, and that's certainly plenty. Quality time is, a, is, is necessary. Quantity of time is also necessary, though. Yeah, because we're not—when uh, we say absence, we're not necessarily saying simply physical absence. Because if I understand you correctly, a father can be absent while he's physically in front of you. Oh, certainly. You can have a dad who comes home at uh, 5 o'clock every day from work— but sits behind the newspaper for the rest of the evening or uh, goes out to work in his shop and doesn't invite his son to come with him or doesn't sit down with his son and do anything with uh, the, the kids in general. And what begins to happen is the boy doesn't feel affirmed. He doesn't feel a connection with the masculine in the family. But now, you know, I can I can imagine some of our listeners out there going, well, you know, that that can't mean that every kid who's had an absent dad is going to turn out to be homosexual. Certainly. So so what are what is it then in the in the young boy or girl or mainly I guess the boy we're talking about here what is it in the young boy whose father is absent and that boy who eventually develops homosexual feelings what is it about that absence that that really uh causes him to move in the direction of seeking uh, sexual relationships with men. Well, I think uh, that's the importance of what we're talking today is roots, that there's more than just one root. Uh, and fortunately, or looking at this as a, as a picture, the whole picture generally has to be present for you to begin to see same-sex attraction behaviors manifest or come out later as the kid grows up through adolescence. Which is probably why you said we're not here to blame Dad. Right. That's one of the components that can be part of the origin of those certain feelings being developed. Right. I like to look at it as the, the armor that God provides us with. You get a chink in the armor over here, and you get a chink in the armor over there, and before you know it, you have just the right amount of breakdown of that armor that starts to allow strongholds to develop and homosexual struggles and sins start to, uh, you start to see it. Now, you mentioned that, that a lot of times this absence it begins to create a lack of affirmation of a, of a young boy's masculinity. Um, how does that come about simply through a dad being absent? So you're saying that there's just not something inherently in a young boy that he knows what masculinity is? I believe he doesn't. Okay. I believe he grows up knowing that, or, or is born, uh, not really knowing his own masculinity and or femininity, whichever the case may be, whether it's a male or a female child. But as Dad demonstrates to him through connection, through male love, offering him uh, a hug, a pat on the back, uh, time together, 
enjoying activities together, that son begins to see, wow, dad approves of me as who I am. And he begins to look at dad and see similarities. He sees that maybe he's a smaller version of dad. And dad can affirm that. Dad can encourage that. And so no matter what the world might say or what Satan might bombard him with about, you know, you're not, you're not really male or you're not a, a masculine male or you're not strong enough or you're not going to make it as a boy, dad can affirm in him that, no, I made it, I'm here, I'm, I'm your protector for now, but, but someday you will take over and I'll pass the, the sword to you, so to speak. Now, I'm not, I'm not one that's uh, afraid of necessarily getting in a political debate, and I, but that's not necessarily what I want this program to be. But something you said just caused a thought to pop into my head. Would, would you say that uh, there could be a link between rampant feminism in our country and an increase in at least openly homosexual behavior? That there's been kind of this, this dumbing down of what it means to be masculine, that, boy, we better bring masculinity more towards the center rather than allowing men to be men. Exactly. Uh, when a man is not allowed to express his masculinity healthy and in safe ways, in healthy and safe ways, then uh, the, the male child, the boy, doesn't really understand and doesn't have anything to model after. And so I believe that is the breakdown. Not only feminism, but also single-parent families. Uh, we have to be at least aware that single-parent families, a dad has to be there or a male figure has to be there. Now, again, I'm not going to say that every single single-parent family or uh, family where feminist, feminism is uh, you know, one of the main goals I'm not going to say that those boys will always turn out to have homosexual right, struggles. Because, right. like you said, there's there's more components to it. But, but you know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking, well, what it sounds like to me is that as you mix this absent father uh, with budding sexuality in a boy as he hits puberty and he starts to change, uh, it's confusing enough for a child to go through puberty. But if a boy is, is going through puberty without any sort of reference point for masculinity, what you're saying is that's a dangerous combination that, most, can, that can cause a child to be confused about his identity sexually. Most definitely. When I do counseling, and even in my own life, I remember feeling as I begin to talk to these guys about their masculinity. And did you ever have times when you sat with dad and y'all just did something together or... You know, he was uh, wrestling with you, and you could feel his body up against yours. And it's not in a sexual way, but it's just a feeling of, I'm accepted by him. If you don't have those things, I mean, you could just see the sadness that comes over this man's face, this grown man's face that he never really felt fully accepted by his father because either father wasn't there or father was, as you said, dumbed down. He was, his role was removed. He was feminized, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Now, um, also, would you say that part of this father wound is, is, is any point at which a father uh, shames his son, whether it be concerning his, his you know, physical size or ability or 
anything of that nature, would that also be a component to this in terms of a, a, a son feeling confused um, or or less than manly? Most definitely. I think uh, sometimes you have a father who's insecure in his own masculinity, and he sees this little boy of his uh, playing with a doll or acting um, not feminine, but just acting like a boy who's sensitive, having a more of a sensitive spirit. And that father gets confused as to how he's supposed to react. And so the first thing that comes out of his mouth when the little boy cries is, you know, don't be a sissy, be a man. All right, you're treading on a lot of parents. Uh, a lot of dads are starting to, uh, you know, yell at the radio right now because they're going, hey, wait a second. I, I, don't, I don't want my boy growing up, you know, being all girly. And so what I'm hearing you say is there is a balance for fathers in terms of being able to be secure enough in their own manhood and masculinity to understand that there is a development process that boys need to go through. They don't need to be shamed in that process. They need to be taught. Exactly. And I would offer to you the biggest fears that most of those men may have that say, I don't want my sons growing up to be girly is that they tend to back away from their sons and they don't show them the kind of love. They do just the opposite of what they need to do. Exactly. And so they actually add to the problem of the homosexual struggle versus help it. Because those boys, what they really need is a father who, in his own security of being masculine, is able to give him a hug, give him a kiss, give him a a pat on the back, take him out and have a weekend camping trip and just he and son bond together, spend time together, hug each other. I mean, there's nothing wrong with those things. But I think because of society says, oh, if you do that, uh, you'll you'll make your son gay. I, I had a client that I worked with one time who his father said, told him, well, you know, I can't give you a kiss because you'll be gay if you if I do that. So, you know, I can only shake your hand or boys don't kiss other boys. Mm. Well, the, the kid, he remembers he was only six or seven at the time. You know, there's not a way you you can't make a six or seven year old gay by offering him love and attention from a, a strong male in his life. Right. Well, let's shift gears a little bit and uh, and talk about this mother wound. What exactly does that mean? And is that more is is that have more of a profound effect on daughters than on sons in terms of what the mother wound is? I I probably wouldn't say that it has a more profound effect, but it has probably an equally profound effect. Uh, with men who struggle with homosexuality, the mother wound is that place where mother has drawn son into her emotions and her emotional responses uh, too much. There's too much of an involvement of son in her emotional life. Uh, oftentimes what we see is mother has had a less than uh, satisfying relationship with her husband or she's a single mom, and so who does she turn to? She begins to turn to her son. And when she has a bad day at work, she says, oh, oh, honey, come sit in mama's lap and let me tell you, oh, I had a horrible day and I wish I didn't have to work. And, you know, I mean, that's just an example. But I'm saying those sorts of things start to happen. And a little boy gets brought up into the husband role that's supposed to be able to, to help mom and help nurture her and help her to feel her emotions and help uh, comfort her in her emotions. But if dad's not there or the relationship's not uh, at a place where that happens, then in her emotional needs, she draws him up into her emotions, which it doesn't sound like would cause a wound, but it does. What it causes is a rejection wound within him of, 
I don't know how to handle her. She's an adult. I'm a kid. I'm not supposed to feel. I don't know how to handle these feelings right now. So, so the kid, almost on a subconscious level, is able to feel the expectations that the mom has on him that he's unable to meet, and that creates a frustration in him? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes, and he may not feel it until he's in his adulthood because at the time he just wants to please Or at mom. least not be able to interpret it. Right. Because you know, what you're saying is he feels it, but he just doesn't know what it means. Right. right? He feels the frustration. He feels the desperation of wanting to help mom feel better because every kid wants to help and be and be useful, useful to his parent. And so he's going to try and help her in whatever way he can. But he realizes as a little kid, he can't. He doesn't know how to be on the same emotional level. So all he'll generally do is listen to her and then walk away wringing his hands in some sort of nervous uh, upset of not knowing how to help mom. Now, how does this make a, how does this help in terms of making a connection between, uh, that sort of anxiety, and then taking that the step further to then developing homosexual feelings. What is the connection there between the mother wound and maybe eventually uh, pursuing homosexual feelings? Or Well, what generally happens is he attempts to, to try to meet her needs. And he does in some way because she has a sounding board. She has a connection with this son, and this son is safe. He's a safe son. He's not like dad who doesn't listen, or he's not like maybe older brother who says, oh, mom, I'm going out to play baseball. This one turns into the confidant. And so when she needs to go to the store, it's, hey, would you go to the store with me? Sure, mom. Uh, When she has a rough day and wants to just go to the, the park and relax, who does she invite to go with her? Him. And so they become very close, and he begins to over identify with the feminine and under-identify with the masculine, and so he becomes more of her friend rather than a, her son. Okay. Because I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, that that's going to change the entire dynamic of any relationship he has from that point on with any women. Exactly. Right? Because he's not going to be able to see other girls in his class as he's going through junior high and high school as... Um, well, he's going to see them as as buddies, either buddies or I'm I'm almost thinking he's going to he's not necessarily going to be interested in getting close to them because if mom is a representation of what other girls are like, it's overwhelming. I would think it's overwhelming, but it's also safe because dad hasn't been safe thus far because he's absent, he's gone. Maybe he has gotten angry at my sensitivity, so he calls me a sissy or he calls me queer. And so dad is unsafe, so I turn from him because at least mom offers me something different. She offers me connection. She she takes me places. She nurtures me. She makes me feel safe. Well, if all those if if all those girls then represent safety, what ultimately drives that boy to want to be sexual then with another man? I like to call it the search for the mystery. If you're a boy who has had his masculinity affirmed, then he's not going to have any mystery, any question about other men and and boys. He's going to feel safe around them. He's going to understand them. He's going to know he's just like them. 
Whereas women, on the other hand, that's where the mystery lies. And that's where the attraction begins. Because it's like, I don't know them, but I want to know them. Uh Whereas a little boy who's grown up so close to mom, he's become her buddy. And then he is safe around women or girls. And so he goes out and most of his friends are girls. And so he doesn't hang around them because he's attracted to them. He hangs around them because they're safe. So then his mystery... Are other boys, yes, other men exactly. So then he knows the secrets of femininity, but he doesn't know the mystery mm. of his own masculinity. That's an interesting perspective. I think that's going to resonate with a lot of listeners because, uh, you know, you may have just put a finger on something that uh, some of our listeners have never been able to uh, define in terms of why that's there. Because that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, with what we are familiar, we're going to be most comfortable. Exactly. It's what we're unfamiliar with that is either going to, uh, it's either going to create anxiety or curiosity, maybe both. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and it may be anxiety, but that's that nervous tension, that nervous even I would call sexual tension, between a male and his female as he begins to date because he's trying to figure out that menis- that mystery. Uh, whereas with a male who's been raised strictly by mom or you know primarily by mom and has that connection already, he's already, he already knows. And so he becomes a much better friend to women than he does a, a sexual partner. Well, we've just got a couple minutes left, Lee. And what I'd like to ask you is then what does this individual do who they may be in their 20s, 30s, 40s now? How does a person heal? from the father wound or the mother wound? I mean, what is it going to take for them to be able to to really move beyond that and be at a place of healing in terms of these wounds being closed up? Well, it's and I'm glad you asked that because the important thing, first of all, to note here is that this is the main reason why homosexual men, gay men, say they were born this way because this happens at a very young age. And so the first thing is to let go of that false myth that says, I was born this way. It happens very early on. That overconnection with mom happens almost immediately. And so that's one thing to at least start thinking about. The other thing is, or the other things are, is to press into those things that are masculine in a place that's safe and with men that are safe. Uh, maybe in a church youth group or a church men's group or something like that where he, this male child can begin to press in into natural masculine relationships. They're not going to be the same, and I'm not going to try to say they are at first because they're going to feel real different because I'm used to being real sensitive with women, and we can talk about everything, but with men, men just don't react that way. They don't respond that way. So it's going to feel real uncomfortable at first, but it's beginning to start changing that. And it also means breaking away from the mother because it's naturally supposed to happen. As a boy grows up into adolescence, he breaks away from mom. He tends to identify more with dad if dad's a safe male or other males in his life. And that's starting to starting to do that is important and pressing into the more sexual mysteries of women. Great stuff. Well, thanks, Lee. Uh, listeners, we want to let you know that if you are struggling with uh, unwanted same-sex attraction or you just want to Maybe explore this a little more in terms of getting a better understanding uh, for being able to heal from uh, father and mother wounds. Uh, Lee has a uh, ministry, Shadow of His Wings Ministry, that is dedicated to helping do just that, 
they are here to um, counsel. They're here to answer questions. You can find out more about Lee and his wife, Shay, at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. This has been our segment, Healing Hidden Wounds, on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We look forward to uh, seeing you back here again next week. We are glad you joined us today, and we hope that God had a special word just for you. Remember that Healing Hidden Wounds and Shadow of His Wings Ministry are listener-supported, and all services are provided on a donation basis. If you heard something today that was especially important to you, we hope you will consider donating a gift. Please visit www.healinghiddenwounds.com to donate today. Now let it rain in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Now let it rain